All right, everybody, welcome to Talking Taker, episode number 32 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, downloading, joining us on another round of Dead Man Talking. My name is Alex Dorio. I am one of your co-hosts, one of the creatures of the night here, and I am joined, as always, by... Uh, a man who's not quite 32, but will be soon joining me in the uh, 32 Club. Uh, my friend, my buddy, my wrestling partner, my wrestling buddy, Travis White. Travis, are you ready for one of the greatest periods in the history of the World Wrestling Federation, as Doc Hendricks <laughs> would say? <laughs> oh man, I am ready as ever. This is going to be so exciting. I'm super stoked to talk about this match, all the build up to this match everything this is this was such a fun uh event to go back and research and watch all this stuff so i really hope you listeners have as good a time as we do watching this because uh I, we would both highly recommend you watch every single raw in between royal rumble and final four oh, lots to talk about buckle up this may be a long episode we don't have these things timed out um we don't know we'll see at the end here we'll try to not to uh, flap our gums too much but there's so much to talk about in the build up to this match so much so much. Uh, this is really. Uh, we're gonna get next uh, um, next month to the birth of Raw is War officially, uh, as Raw Monday Night Raw changes over to the Raw's War format. The set, the Big Titan Tron, uh, the Raw of the Attitude Era that we would know and love. But really, the evolution of it really kicks off right here in February, and uh, we're gonna get to the first ever two hour episode of Raw here on this uh, episode of Talking Taker. But really, just the wild and crazy, the template of Monday Night Raw, Raw's War that we would know and love, really almost to this day even, uh, is going to be born right here. And that all kicks off on January 20th, uh, the Raw, right after Royal Rumble 1997. Uh, really, uh, this episode is historic. Uh, to me, it's one of the best episodes of Raw uh, in history, man. Uh, oh, hands of down. Of all time. And, hands down. Um, we last left off, uh, you know, last week we had our Royal Rumble watch along. So we, we had the chaos of the Royal Rumble going on there. It ends with it ends in controversy. The Royal Rumble match itself with Stone Cold being eliminated, but the referee's not seeing it, and he's able to come back in and eliminate The Undertaker, Vader, and Bret Hart uh, to actually end up becoming the official winner of the 1997 Royal Rumble, even though technically it should have been Bret Hart, but Stone Cold wins and eliminates three people unfairly to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, which leads into the storyline for the pay-per-view that we're going to cover on this episode, In Your House Final Four. So that's where we left, left things off, and Raw January 20th kicks off uh, in wild and crazy fashion as Brett the Hitman comes out, complains about the unfair ending, and quits the World Wrestling Federation. Well, he comes out like too. He comes out cold. Like, there's no, there's no like opening, no music. Like yeah. everything nowadays is so produced. You know who's coming out because they play their music, which I understand. They want the response from the crowd, but this felt real. Exactly. Like, it felt again. We talked the other week about how NWO felt real and gritty, and WWF here is kind of not stealing that, but kind of moving toward that direction. And they, they're going to wind up doing it better, you know, eventually. But this is really the kickoff to that, in my opinion, because yeah, Brett just comes walking down the aisle. Um, no music, no pomp and circumstance. It's really cool. And again, um, this there's a story told through this entire episode of Raw, 
and it makes you not want to change the channel. Um, I actually looked at the results of Nitro from this night, and Nitro actually won. But if you look at it, it's a bunch of two, three-minute matches, not a really cool stuff. They were just kind of riding high. This is WWF actually trying to win the ratings for, you know, they're and they're doing a great job. Yeah, Bret Hart comes out, uh, talks to Vince McMahon, and, and winds up quitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm going to get my opportunity for a shot at the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. So I quit. Yeah, he says I, was, I quit. I remember watching this live. I was on the edge of my seat watching this. I was a huge Bret Hart fan. Bret Hart actually gets booed as he comes out yeah. and complains. But, man, uh, I was a team <clears throat> Bret Hart all the way. I did think he got screwed uh, out of it. Sure. I was not uh, I was not on board Stone Cold yet. You know, Stone Cold was kind of uh, toeing the line. He was still a heel, but a lot of people were cheering for him. I wasn't ready to. Yet, right. <laughs> uh, I still thought he was the bad guy. Bret Hart was the good guy. I believed in what Bret Hart was saying, which is what made Bret Hart such an amazing heel in 1997 because he was justified in yeah. almost everything he was saying. He was a jerk about it, which made people boo him. But you know, you can make a case for everything he was saying. That's what the best villains in really any stories are, comic books, yeah. movies, anything. You know, They're justified. They have a point. They just go about proving it in the wrong way. Uh, but I was still on Bret Hart's side here, and it was unbelievable, man. They play it like a shoot. Vince McMahon gets up and, and leaves commentary to go try to talk yeah. to him. Um, Stone Cold comes out and says he's ready to fight The Undertaker. Uh, they're supposed to have a match later on in the show, and uh, it's just yeah, it was supposed to be Sid, but Sid's concussed or whatever from the from the match the night before. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he yeah, says yeah. bring on Undertaker. Yeah, but Stone Cold gets a lot of cheers when he comes out. He's got a mixed oh, yeah. reaction. It's kind of cool to see him getting this you know this groundswell of cheers. So yeah, so yeah, we uh, find out like you said the, the storyline goes through the whole show, and we find out that uh, President Gorilla Monsoon is going to uh, announces that the main event uh, for the next In Your House, the final four, uh, we're going to put the WWF Championship opportunity for WrestleMania on the line that Stone Cold earned. He's going to have to put it on the line in a fatal four-way match against the three guys that he threw over the top rope unfairly, Vader, The Undertaker, and Bret the Hitman Hart. So they're going to have a final four Fatal four-way match, and the winner is going to go to WrestleMania to face the WWF champion, Shawn Michaels. That's the original plan. Right, that's, that's the plan at this point. Poor, poor fake Diesel, right? I mean, he was in the match as he well. Was. And he was. Actually, he got dumped out by Brett. So. Exactly. He it's, got yeah. fairly eliminated, but technically he was actually in the Final Four more he than was. Vader was. <laughs> Well, thank God for us that he's not in this match because it really <laughs> this build is awesome. The match is awesome, but he would have really sunk to play this up. Um, not because we'd have nothing against Kane, but that fake Diesel was crap. Yeah, so. it would not have worked. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. But anyway, yeah, it's it's cool. And um, again, yeah, like you said, the plan at this point is, yeah, these four guys, fatal four-way, no disqualification. We're going to get the, the more rules later on as we go. But uh, yeah, you get number one contender because you're going to face either Sid or Sean at – at Mania, which and everyone at this time watching, I'm sure you probably did too, expects Brett and Sean at Mania, right? I mean, you gotta, yeah, gotta have a sequel from last year, you know, WrestleMania the, 12 Iron Man match, gotta on, have a sequel next year. On the next week's episode of Raw, it kind of, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but Brett and Sean have this promo with each other, and it seems pretty clear that that was the plan, you know, right? They, they, they're cutting a promo on each other. Uh, in the middle of the ring, and it seems pretty obvious that that is what's supposed to happen at WrestleMania 13, that rematch. 
Uh, so right. we'll talk about that more uh, in a second. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Bret Hart does. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. So when, once Gorilla announces this um, this match for Final for Final Four or whatever, Stone Cold comes out with no music. Again, it seems real. It seems like yes. legit shoot. You know, there's no glass break, nothing. He just comes out, walks down the aisle. He comes in the ring. He's like, um, he's talking about uh, talking to. Vince getting in Vince's face, and then this is when Bret Hart comes back in through the crowd. Right. Again, makes it seem real. He left through the crowd. He's not coming from the locker room. He's coming back to the crowd. Gets in the ring. He says, I accept. And he just starts beating the crap out of Austin. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Again, and these guys are not pulling any punches here, man. It's oh, no. awesome. It looks so authentic, you know? Um, I'm marking out as a 31-year-old. He's like, ah, oh, go, go for it. Get it. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, man. You know, it still holds up. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what does not hold up, though. Is this commercial that keeps airing for the full, full metal, the album? All right, kid. Let's see what you got. WWF Full Metal, the album. The entrance themes of your favorite WWF superstars. This tune makes me want to mod. <laughs> full Metal, the album. Yeah. With, it's Freddie Blassie, uh, alone in a music studio, playing WWF theme songs for like a 10-year-old boy who's... <laughs> Dressed up as Shawn Michaels and stripping for Freddie Blassie and then dressed up yeah. as Goldust and touching himself alone in a room as Freddie Blassie Little watches man. and plays music. Doesn't hold yeah. up, man. A little weird. A little weird. It doesn't. Oh, oh man. Yeah, that's, that's off. It is pretty bad. Oh, uh, That's wrong back then. This yeah. shouldn't have passed back then. Yep. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> so as as uh, getting back to Raw, as Austin and Brett are brawling here, Undertaker comes out with broken ribs. Says uh, oh, Jr. Yeah. I believe Can we guys remember the night before he impales himself on the uh, as we pointed out. Yeah, it impaled, impaled him through himself. the ribs. Um, <laughs> yeah, which, comes out with broken ribs and starts beating on Brett in the aisle, which is kind of cool, you know. Yep, they they all it's chaos. Everybody's fighting everybody. Uh, you've never seen anything on Monday Night Raw like this. You've really never seen anything in the WWF like this before. It, it's it's awesome. It's a little bit like WCW with the NWO. Yeah. The chaos that they caused, and WWF is cool. jumping on board with that in their own way. Yep. And um, another thing that made it feel real is Jr. He, he mentions that you know the night before when Undertaker chokeslammed the sandbag referee, um, he mentions he said you know just want to let you, all you listeners and watchers know that the uh, Undertaker was fined all of his pay from Royal Rumble last night. So I just thought, I mean that's that's cool. That's one thing nowadays you know they don't put your hands on a ref. Even back in the day, you put your hands on a ref, they, they find you or whatever. It made it seem real. Um, it doesn't seem to do that much nowadays. Um, but yeah, it was just, it made it seem authentic, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like that, that touch down with too. JR. I appreciated that. Uh, they never do yeah. stuff like that anymore. Uh, did you notice JR also called Undertaker tougher than a government mule? Yes, he did. <laughs> I think that's the first <laughs> he time did. I've heard him say that. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was uh, awesome. So yeah, Undertaker fights, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on here. And, and as you said, uh, the ribs of Undertaker are injured, and Jerry the King Lawler makes that very clear as yeah. the entire match, he just screams, go for the ribs, go for the ribs, go for the ribs. <laughs> and he's like, yep. he says, I'm going to go tell Steve. And he stands up, and he's, like, he's going to go be Steve Austin's manager. Keep yeah. telling him to go for the ribs, man. <laughs> I don't know what that That's was That's awesome. About. Yeah. Uh, and during the match, they cut to the back, and Vader and Brett are jaw-jacking with each other, and they start, they start brawling, or no, verbally sparring. That's right. They're just talking jaw-jacking with each other. So um, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then Vader, Vader comes back. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he and right. Paul Bear come back in this match uh, with Austin and and Taker, which I guess is was this the third time we've seen them wrestle on Raw? Taker the third and Steve time, Austin. Which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's the third time we've seen them wrestle. So, yeah, v- Vader and Paul Bear come out and interfere, um, which gives, I guess, gives Taker the DQ uh, victory, right? I think um, so. Because they start attacking him, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but um, Vader hits a, gets a hit with a huge choke slam. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart comes out now, and uh, all four of them are brawling. All four of the final four guys are brawling as we fade to black. So, um, pretty cool. Yeah, just so chaotic. Stories threaded throughout the entire episode. Again, it seems legit. Other matches are taking place, but they're not as quite as important as this. This is the focus of the whole episode. Yep. Really, really, really neat. I, both of you, us, I think, would highly recommend any fan go watch this episode of Raw. Again, it's January uh, 20th, 1997. Yeah, awesome. it, it hooks you, man. It, I, I'm, it makes yeah. me want to see this match even 20 years later. Uh, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, so the next week, January 27th, uh, as I said already, Brett and Sean are having a promo in the ring with each other. Uh, Sean Michael, uh, the storyline is that uh, in a couple weeks on special Thursday, Raw Thursday, uh, I guess because <laughs> of, I don't know if it was tennis or dog Westminster, show. Uh, I think it was dog show. It was it's dog February. Show this so yeah, dog okay. show is always February. So the dog yeah. show preempts uh, Monday Night Raw, so they're going to move it to Thursday Raw Thursday. Uh, and on that episode, Shawn Michaels is going to face Sid in a rematch, uh, their third match for the WWF Championship. All right, that's the big storyline. So Bret Hart comes out and he says uh, that – He's basically already cutting a promo on Shawn Michaels for WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> and this man keeps having to remind him, uh, yeah. got to beat Sid first. Uh, right. Neither one of them are talking about Sid, but Mr. Man is like, guys, come on. Yeah. We got a match. It is fun. They're pretty much telegraphing the main event of WrestleMania at this point. But yeah, Vince is doing his darndest to try to like, oh, well, you can't count Sid out here. It's not going to match it. Thursday, Raw Thursday. So, uh, Which I wanted to ask you. I, I don't know if you read anything about this. Uh, do you? Who do you think The Undertaker would have fought at this WrestleMania if Brett and Sean were to face each other? If that plan would have worked out, who, who would The Undertaker have been dancing with? I, I think it would have been either – I think it still would have been Sid or or Austin, honestly. I think oh, it yeah. would have been one of, those, one of those two because I think the, the plan seems to be, and in the dirt sheet seems to be, Sean and Brett and then Austin's going to be Brett's first – uh, opponent after WrestleMania, you know they're going to go to that, but they had to wind up pushing all that up a month because of what's about to happen. We're going to talk about. So I think that Taker would have still fought Sid, um, maybe for number one contender or something, or or have fought Austin again. Um, that which again, both of those would have been fine. Um, yeah, well, we still get sense. Sid, but yeah. What do you think? I was. Uh, I think both of those make sense. I, I didn't think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought of Sid and then maybe Vader too. I thought yeah. they could have pushed that. Uh, another month another for WrestleMania. Month, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, interesting they to think he, about. They could have done he invader again and done Sid and, and Austin even, mm-hmm. you know. That would have made sense, so whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter because it will never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Undertaker interrupts Bret Hart and Sean, and he cuts a really cool promo here because, yeah. um, you know, Bret Hart is already <clears throat> emphasizing how much he's been screwed by the WWF, right. which is just amazing. Like, yeah. you know, it makes you think uh, if as you're watching this that there's a chance that the the Montreal screw job it could have been a work after all these years because if <laughs> right. you watch through all these raws it's just too perfect of a storyline to have it work out I know um but yeah you know 
Bret Hart didn't just talk about being screwed in the later part of 97. He's already talking about it. it's a big part of his storyline here. And Undertaker comes yeah. out and says, you want to talk about being screwed? Uh, look at all the stuff I've gone through. And he references yeah. last year's Royal Rumble. How He, he does. Bret Hart beat, but Diesel interfered, and he never got a fair rematch. Yeah. All of that. Um, and he says that the, it's time for the WWF Championship to come home to the dark side. But I'm getting sick and tired of how you've been screwed out of the World Wrestling Federation title. If you want to talk about screwed, you look at my history. You look back at last year's Royal Rumble. That is rightfully mine. He's got a point. Now, I've sat back too long, and I've let everybody go their own way. But I think it's time that that comes to the dark side. Again, Vince yeah. McMahon is like, by the way, Sid still has to face Shawn Michaels in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Don't forget about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vince is trying to keep it together, man. It's great. I love that he keeps having to remind them. Yeah. P.S. We got Sid here <laughs> hanging out. So, um, But, yeah, it's cool. But there's one thing. Another thing, too. He says that he's no longer going to be the hunter. It's Taker. He says, I'm no longer going to be the hunter. I'm going to be the hunter. And he, t- he tells Sean, he points out, he says, give your soul to the Lord because your title and your body belong to me. Mm. Which, this is not a, this wasn't a scripting thing. But, you know, as we all know, Sean does give his heart to the Lord and becomes a Christian. <laughs> and in 2002, he comes back and he's a completely different guy True. that we from who we see here. I just thought it was funny. And then, again, their storyline later on in WrestleMania, as we're going to talk about later, the whole dark and light. I just thought it was neat. Obviously, they had no there was no foreshadowing like storytelling wise but yeah. just in hindsight we can look back and say oh that was kind of neat so um but there's some booze in the crowd though when Undertaker says all this stuff yeah. I thought it was kind of it was kind of different the crowd doesn't know what to do there's these four guys well yeah four guys all four of these guys are are kind of I mean Austin's supposed to be heel but the other three Sean Taker and Brett are all supposed to be baby faces um here and then I mean Vader's Vader's obviously heel Vader's too clearly the, heel. the yeah. match but but then Sid's Sid supposed, too. Sid's yeah. supposed to be a yeah. It's it's very strange. The audience is very conflicted. You get in these shades of gray type stuff, and attitudes are changing. The way people are talking, the way people are acting, that's going to come into play here as we continue to tell this story on the way to Final Four. So. Well, uh, the King clearly thinks Stone Cold is still a heel because Stone Cold comes <laughs> out and interrupts here, and the King goes through a list of all the things that uh, Stone Cold does. He says Stone Cold <laughs> likes to park in handicapped spaces. He likes to uh, pledge money to telethons and not give it. And he likes to give lots of people directions and leave out a few steps. That's the kind of guy Steve Austin is. So, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Which uh, reminded me of our friend Josh Gibbs, something he once yeah. did uh, to lost people uh, on the streets of Atlanta. As we were, we went to go see Backlash 2007 in Atlanta and... We were walking back to our friend's house where we were staying for the night, and a guy pulled over and asked us how to get back to the interstate. And Josh just started giving him random directions. Uh, I had no idea what he was talking about, but it was just saying, yeah, you pull down to this street, take a left, and then uh, when you get that red light, you're going to take a right, and that should take you right there. And the guy, the guy was off. so grateful. <laughs> the guy was so grateful. Thanks so much. And he turned around. Josh, you have any idea what you just told him? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. As Austin's over, as he's getting this little promo in the aisle because again, everybody else is in the ring. Austin's in the aisle way with Jr. Jr.'s his personal interviewer, I guess, because they're but right. over his sho- over his shoulder. You see in the dark Vader and, and yeah. Paul Bear yeah. over the shoulder. It's Creeping kind of a out. cool shot, you know, like a almost like a, a movie monster villain, you know. And um, you see him, and then as Austin walks back up to the to the entranceway, he and Vader start mouthing off. I don't think they come to blows, but they start kind of jawjacking a little bit. So, um, and that's the story told throughout that episode of Raw. So, mm-hmm. and I think that segment is like the template for you know the twenty minute interview segment that yeah. we've seen on Raw, you know, ever since then uh, with the like everybody interrupting <laughs> each other, coming out, uh, saying their piece. Uh, pretty neat to see that. So, uh, um, yeah, go ahead. And- on this episode of Raw, Vince McMahon keeps saying, "Next week, join us next week for Royal Rumble Raw. Royal Rumble Raw. Royal Rumble Raw. We're gonna have, we're gonna show you the Royal Rumble in its entirety, the actual match, not the whole pay per view, but the actual Royal Rumble match. Here's all the controversy while we're building to Final Four. Here's what uh, how Steve Austin won but didn't really win. We're gonna show you a Royal Rumble Raw next week on February third. Well, here we go. It's February third, nineteen ninety seven. It's Royal Rumble Raw. Show opens with the last." minute and a half of the, of the match right <laughs> and uh we see the controversy and that's how raw opens we don't see the first 59 minutes of this match <laughs> we see the last minute and a half or whatever it is um so yeah go ahead this, this show's no, weird no <laughs> i mean it is weird yeah they call it world rumble raw it takes place from the sky dome in toronto which i mean and you explained this to me. I didn't realize this, but uh, you know, it, it looks weird. All right, when you go back and watch this, the uh, the lighting is terrible. The sound is terrible. It's ob- it looks kind of cool because they're in Sky Dome. It's a huge crowd. It's big, Monday yeah. Night Raw, and you're thinking, well, why is Raw in the Sky Dome? And uh, I didn't realize this. Tell me what you learned about it. Yeah, so what I learned about it, because if you, if you guys, listeners, go back and watch this, again, I would encourage you, again, as we said, watch every Raw up here to the build-up. It's awesome. But this one is so unique because, yeah, it does look – it looks like you're watching VHS from, like, 1988 when you put this when you put this on the um, network. But apparently what happened is <clears> – <throat> so Vince McMahon's plan was to, pl- was to play the entire Royal Rumble match. Well, the pay-per-view providers – uh, moaned and complained to USA Network saying, We're, don't give that match away for free. What's the point? Like That's where we draw our revenue from. So they moaned and complained so much that USA asked Vince to change his mind and do something else. They would give him a two-hour slot still. It was supposed to be a special two-hour Raw. They give him a two-hour slot, um, but he had to do something else. So this show that seems like it's actually a Monday Night Raw is actually a house show from Toronto. They, they, they film they film all the house shows back then, a lot of times for Coliseum Video. It probably was going to be a Coliseum release. I bet it was. Yeah, it could have because been. Because that's just speculation on my part, but because it's such a big, cool, like neat atmosphere. But this was a, this was a house show, and as we go through the episode, there's not too much build here um, with regards to Undertaker to this match, but the other people do have some build to the to the main event of Final Four. But um, that's what happened, and that's why there's there's no – it's not the whole episode of – or the whole uh, match of Royal Rumble. They're just splicing these little clips in in throughout the uh, episode of Raw here. It's the first two-hour Raw, though, but they're splicing the uh, little little clips from the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, even other matches and stuff like that um, throughout there. But that's what happened with Royal Rumble Raw. That's why it wasn't what it was supposed to be. And it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not a bait-and-switch. Definitely not. <laughs> right. No, right. not at all. It's, it's, Vincent Mann's word of the day this morning was bait and switch. So he goes on and on about this is not a bait and switch. We at the Royal Russian Federation we don't give you a bait and switch. You know he's basically talking about something must have happened on Nitro 
Did they... I think this is... I'm not sure. I think this is when Nitro promised that Hogan was going to fight the Giant or something like that. Okay, I and think so. And then it went on into <clears throat> yes. the episode of Robin Hood, yes. which happened yes. th- this mm-hmm. premiere. And so they showed clips of it during the commercial breaks of the first episode yep. of the Robin Hood series on WCW. I think that that's what this is. I believe you're exactly right. So yeah, Vince is putting over. This is not a bait and switch. We're not bait and switch here in the World Wrestling Federation. Meanwhile... This is a bait and switch. <laughs> it's not the Royal Rumble. If you're supposed to tune in, there's no internet. Well, there is internet, but not as privy as not as most people weren't privy to it like they are now. So no one's going to go online and see. Oh, Raw's been. We're going to get screwed out of the episode of Raw. So right. um, this is a bait and switch to the casual fan, you know. Of course um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but I mean, also. There's not going to be Robin Hood after Monday Night Raw, but there's going to be some episodes of LaFemme Nikita, so everybody needs to stay tuned for that. <laughs> Double episode. Double, Double episode of yeah. LaFemme Nikita. Can't the number that. one show on cable. <laughs> Whatever. No way. I've never once in my life watched LaFemme Nikita. <laughs> I watched every episode of Raw, but never once yeah. watched LaFemme Nikita. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Undertaker does fight on this show. He fights in a tag sure. team match uh, with... His partner Ahmed Johnson against the Nation of Domination uh, leader Farouk and Mankind and uh, man, Ahmed Johnson cuts a promo in the middle of the show <laughs> backstage got, with uh, I need subtitles, man. Oh, I need well, subtitles. <laughs> well, he says my his new his new catchphrase, which is you know what, Jr. I got something in store for everybody, including you and Dance. Because guess what? I don't take my Prozac anymore, and when I get off Prozac. Brother, you don't want my yeah. I want, that's got to be a t-shirt, man. You're not I'll gonna like me off my Prozac. I don't take my Prozac anymore. Yeah. Uh, Just so you know, Jr. I don't take my Prozac anymore. <laughs> that's not healthy, like, bro. Yeah, that's not a good thing. It's doctor prescribed. Please take it. Um, but, uh, and Undertaker interrupts him, and because Ahmed Johnson's gonna run out and and, and do something. In the middle of the show, and Undertaker says, "I don't do it now, but I'll, I'll have your back later on when when they yeah. fight." So uh, they have, you know, it's kind of a wild uh, little brawl with each uh, this tag team match. It's not it's not too bad of a match. Uh, it's and uh, Vader ends up interfering, and he actually actually accidentally hits Mankind with a chair, uh, which actually happened uh, a couple weeks before Mankind sure. accidentally hit Vader with a chair. So there's already dissension. Between Paul Bear's two clients <clears throat> right there. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Vader hits Undertaker with a chair. Undertaker just no-sells it. And he gives a tombstone. I just wrote tombstone on chair, so I don't remember who Undertaker tombstone. He tombstones Mankind. Mankind. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good tombstone, too. It looks, looks really cool. It looks really cool. Um, yeah. And it's. I just wrote that it's um, Ahmed. Mankind of Fruit versus Ahmed. Undertaker and Ahmed Johnson is exposed right butt cheek. Okay, this is right cheek this week. This is exposed. Okay. He's got more pads on again. Always. He's got he's got so much padding, but not on his cheeks again. I don't know. But I do want to mention something. Okay, so okay. in all seriousness, okay, we the beginning of Talking Taker podcast, we talked about the changes on Undertaker, the things he would add to his um character, how much Vince loved him, and you could tell he was getting all this production stuff into him. I want to point out one other thing. We haven't seen too much of that. We've seen his character change as far as like his wrestling is more right. serious. 
we haven't seen a lot of things with regards to pyro or production, except for the um, the UFO. But that apparently that wasn't just for him. <laughs> that was just for some for other people too. But I want to say here when he comes out, he raises his arms to raise the lights. Fireworks go off on the on the uh, mm. four ring posts. Mm. So they're really small, like Gilbert sparklers, but they do go off. Um, I just thought that was kind of a neat little thing, you know. And again, yeah. I was kind of like. Why is this on Monday Night Raw? But again, once I found out it was a house show, I was like, oh, okay. But I just thought it, pretty, it was pretty neat. Pretty cool there. Um, when he raises his, his arms there. And I want to touch on one thing that happened too before um, this match at this Thursday or at this um, uh, Royal Rumble Raw is that um, Austin's supposed to have a match with Vader. Again, we're talking a lot about all the participants here, not just Undertaker, because it's built into a fatal four way match. Right, so exactly. That's we're not just trying to focus on the WWF at the time. We're really trying to build up all the characters as they go to this match with Taker. So, um, <clears throat> Austin's supposed to supposed to fight Vader in one of those tough man contests, like you were yeah. talking about, the heel to heel. Right. Um, and Brad just Brad just comes in out of nowhere and beats the crap out of Austin again. Such a heel move, but he's in Toronto, so he's the most over baby face there is. Um, and um, Austin stuns a ref, which I, I just wrote accidental face turn because the crowd pops for that. They love it, man. They love that. Um, they they wound up interacting a little bit more later on, uh, and and Brett winds up uh, flicking off Sean, uh, just double birds him, um, and I, that gets a huge pop from the crowd as well. Again, you're seeing these supposed good guys act like I don't know seven year old entitled children, you know. But like that's the it's not like not real life, but their characters are. You know, you're seeing Sean do this. You're seeing that's Austin. That is Austin's character. You're seeing Brett, you know, the stand up good guy, flick people off and interfere and attack people from behind. And um, Undertaker's you know chokeslamming referees and stuff. And Vader's just a bully. So um, it's attitude, again, they're, pal. I just yeah, they're obviously building Brett and Sean here, you know, at Mania. So. Well, then all the plans get thrown in the toilet, get thrown in a blender, mixed up all together, <laughs> thrown up in the air uh, on Thursday, Raw Thursday. So within a matter Can you repeat that again? What night was it on? Uh, I believe it was on Thursday. Thursday, Raw Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's done. He says Thursday, Raw Thursday. Well, just to let not – again, you Vince Man's not – not there for subtlety. He's no. it's Thursday Raw Thursday. Just call it Thursday Night Raw. No way, man. <laughs> Thursday Raw Thursday. Yeah. Um, uh, not Thirsty Raw Thursday, but uh, no. Yeah, Thursday Raw Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, everything has changed here because Shawn Michaels has decided to forfeit the WWF Championship. Now, obviously. Yeah, there's been a million podcasts, dirt sheets, all that stuff talking about why Shawn Michaels has dropped the title. Apparently, he says it was because of a knee injury. Uh, he's lost his smile. Uh, he's, he cuts a promo here, the infamous lost my smile promo. I need to go find it. He tearfully surrenders the WWF Championship. Uh, of course, he is back and wrestling again within a couple of months, so we don't know how serious really his knee injury, quote-unquote, was. There's a lot of speculation as to why his he actually – leaves uh res- <clears throat> he actually forfeits the title, the title. Yeah. yeah does he really just not want to give it up to bret hart uh Job what's going on there? yeah uh we'll never know the full answers i guess uh, what actually happened but the the important part is that the wwf backstage is in chaos like this man doesn't know what to do who to trust all the plans are getting thrown up in the air and i believe it's because of this in my opinion that the Undertaker ends up with the title for most of 1997 because Vince McMahon <laughs> sees someone he can rely on, sees stability yeah. in The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels is not stable. Bret Hart, 
He was gone does, for six months last year. He was. Not knowing what he's going to do. And Vince yeah. probably, probably is already thinking he doesn't know how much longer he can hold on to Bret Hart. He's made this ridiculous 20-year contract thing <laughs> that he's going to end up letting him out of here uh, at, towards the end of the year. So Vincent Mann decides, you know, in this moment, it, we don't get to it here for another few weeks. But probably Sid's got sees, softball practice. Yeah, Sid, Sid's <laughs> gone right after WrestleMania. You know, um, so... He sees that Undertaker is going to have to be the guy. So this is a historic episode, and it's the really cool. pivotal turning point for what we see with the Undertaker. Although we don't see it right away, it's the reason why the Undertaker ends up with the WWF Championship. So uh, yeah, it's it's so cool, man. I want one thing about this episode too. The week before on Royal Rumble Raw, Vince McMahon ends the episode saying. Um, he says, uh, as the expression goes, you ain't seen nothing until you join us for Thursday Raw Thursday, one week from this Thursday night. What <laughs> is that an expression? That's the expression. Um, we always say. But yeah, that. this this um this episode Thursday Raw Thursday it has a different opening than Monday yep. Night Raw, which is yep. cool. Different music, I think, as well. Um, yeah, it, it opens up, boom, game changer. Okay, you got think about it. Thursday after this time, you got Monday Night Monday Night Raw kicking your butt. You got this one night. You're going unopposed, trying to draw as many people as you can. You want to show how unpredictable, and you got it. You can't miss an episode of Raw. So what do you do? You open up the title change. Rocky Maivia yeah. beats Triple H or Hunter. Excuse me. Yeah, Rocky Maivia beats Hunter Hurts Helmsley for the Intercontinental Title. Also here historic. to open up the show. Very historic. Very pivotal in their story going forward. Again, we'll see both those guys cross paths with Undertaker as we continue uh, through 97, 98, 99, and, and so on. Um, very cool, but just a cool way. Vince, out of the gate, Vince comes out and says, you know, we're going to do something cool. I see title. That changes up plans for the Final Four pay-per-view as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Sean losing his smile. Bless his heart, man. Vince is – golly, Vince loves Shawn Michaels. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> – it's hilarious, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's so like people think Roman Reigns nowadays is shoved down your throat, and Vince loves him. Go back and watch this stuff with Sean. Go, it's. I don't think the Roman Reigns stuff holds a candle to this. He's got I really a huge don't. Crush on Shawn Michaels. He loves. He him. wants. He wants him. He wants to be him. I, I don't know. It, yeah. It's it's bizarre, man. It's fatherly, Sean's, but it's also like. Yeah. Uh, in love with him in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's, it's it's the strangest thing, man. John is all of this man. It's the epitome. Uh, yeah, this is three days for Final Four. Changing up the whole pay-per-view it here. Is. Um, Be- so because of this, this yeah, uh, just real quick before we jump into the pay-per-view itself, this changes the main event. And the main event is no longer going to be for the number one contendership, but the WWF Championship is going to be held up for the next three days, and it's going to be put on the line in this Final Four match between Undertaker, Vader, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, so uh, Undertaker does get one little tune-up match with Savio Vega. Is this Undertaker's here. first? No, yeah, ahead. the new member of the Nation Domination, Savio Vega. New right. heel, Savio. Uh, same outfit as he used to have when he was a face, but got a black jacket over it. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. He, Again, fight. you mentioned in our Royal Rumble episode uh, that – Taker kind of has this side feud with the nation, which is true. I mean, and you see it here. You saw it at that um, Royal Rumble Raw. You see it here. He's feuding with he, – he fights Savio Vega, and he, he he wins, and then he brawls with the nation, and Ahmed Johnson comes in. I don't think Ahmed has his 2 by 4 here. I think he just has his butt cheek to help him. But, uh, and extra padding. And extra yeah. padding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And then uh, – and Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think well, I think we're gonna say the same thing. Yeah, Undertaker comes out uh, with Doc Hendricks uh, to cut yes. a promo before Bret Hart fights Vader. So just again, hard sell for this main event uh, at In Your House Final Four. Um, 
yeah. yeah. Anything else before we jump into it? Um. Uh. So again, we mentioned that um Sid is supposed to was supposed to face um Shawn Michaels on this Thursday Raw Thursday right. for the title. Uh. Now Grill Monsoon says that's going to be moved to next Monday's Raw. Okay. So after Final Four, Sid will get the first title shot the next night because honestly, he's getting screwed here. He's not in the Final Four match for the title, but. Gorilla says he's still gonna get his title shot. He's still gonna, which again, I appreciate the continuity there. I pre- yeah. they didn't just drop it from the. It's good, good for him. You know, I'm glad. Sometimes nowadays you get to kind of forget that Finn Balor hasn't had a chance <laughs> to redeem his. He lost That's the title by not losing, and he still hasn't got a championship match. Uh, and it's been a year and a half. Um, oh, at the time of this recording, he may have by now, but I doubt it. But anyway, um, yes, he's like Sid's gonna get his championship. So whoever wins Final Four will immediately defend it the next night on Raw. Again, look at the ratings. You're fighting against Nitro. You're going to guarantee your fans the next night on Raw, you get a title shot, a title, shot, match. A title match. Yep. That's cool, man. That you know? is good. It's that's important. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, that takes I think us that's, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to In Your House Final Four from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't know of any other pay-per-view that emanated from Chattanooga, Tennessee, man. That's uh, Not in this company. I mean, there's a thousand from WCW. Yeah, but probably. Yeah, this, uh, this is the UTC arena, man. UT, UT Chat uh, arena, so. And this is... um. Yeah, what's the date of this? I, I, yeah, I gotta go back and look. February nineteenth, I believe. Is that, that right? Makes sense. I didn't write it down. February sixteenth. Excuse okay, me. February sixteenth, nine ninety seven. Yep. So in your house, thirteen. Fi- the final four. Final four. Uh, this is, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, this is our first time with just Jim Ross and the King on commentary for a pay per view match. Yeah. That historic combination that carries us through the Attitude Era. So that's pretty cool. Um, and again, this just, just real quick, this. <laughs> kind of goes into what i've said about the last few in your houses man this is a one match show because oh yeah <laughs> this, on pay-per-view we get matches like mark marrow versus leaf cassidy to open the show <laughs> and leaf cassidy didn't have an entrance he's just standing in the ring what <laughs> good jobber uh, yeah. and then gold dust flash funk and bart gun <laughs> that historic trio against the nation of domination on pay people paid money to watch that wrestling match like well the next night you're gonna get title match on that's Raw that's free. true man <laughs> but um the main event absolutely saves it you know th- uh, people have talked a lot about how in this era wcw their shows were like stacked from the bottom and the the main right. events would usually kind of suck you know you had star power there but the match quality itself with hulk hogan and randy savage a lot of times in their older years uh, would not be as good, but uh, on the bottom of the card, you had all the cruiserweights and uh, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko, stuff like that. In the WWF, the undercard sucked. You had a lot of crap to sit through, but the main event <laughs> yeah. would come in and save the show and have these awesome main events in this era. So this is a very top-heavy show, just like that. Um, and, yeah, we're going to try to talk as much about this match as we can, but, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, it's... It, it, I'll, you know, it, this is one of the, my favorite matches of all time, maybe. It is an incredible main event, this fatal four-way final four match. It's a little bit different, the rules, than a normal fatal four-way because they're tying into this world, this Royal Rumble connection. So right. people, people can be eliminated through pinfall submission or over the top rope. Right. Um, so that's kind of a cool little twist in there. Like we said, we've got Undertaker, Vader, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and... It's Man, no DQ as well. It's no DQ, no count out. Yeah. Dude, this match is just in a different world than so many fatal four-way matches that we see. Because as I'm watching this, 
you know, so many times you in, in these multi-man matches, triple threat, fatal four-way, six-man, whatever, nowadays, you'll have a little bit of action at first, and then what usually ends up happening is two guys will kind of go in the ring, and everybody else will go outside, take go take yeah. a nap outside, Roman <laughs> sleeping, you know, that famous thing <laughs> from a few years ago, whatever match yeah. that was. But uh, you'll have the focus on two guys, and then maybe they'll switch out, and the other two guys will sit on the outside and rest or, or get out of the way for a couple minutes. Not here. Man, this is nope. 30 minutes of straight action for all four guys. There is never a moment when all four guys are not fighting with each other. Two guys are fighting in the ring. Two guys are fighting outside. Then they trade off. But switch. everybody <laughs> is doing something the entire match, and it's chaotic. It's wild and crazy. It's going to be impossible for us to really do play-by-play for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll talk about some of our favorite moments in there. But, man, I can't say enough awesome things about this match. I feel like it doesn't get talked enough about. Uh, and if you've never seen it, absolutely take 30 minutes and go watch this match. Yeah, well, fun fact for you, I had never seen it until I watched it for this. So I knew what happened. I knew the buildup. You know, all this has been fantastic. Just fantastic for me to watch this build up and stuff because again this is right before I'm coming in as a as a full time fan again. I've seen a little bit casually here and there the last few years, but this is where I'm I'm, I'm about to come in as a full time fan as a little eleven year old coming in here and um, so this is awesome to watch. Go back and see and um, I want to talk about the set. There's there's no house set right. for the um, show here. It's weird because there's always has been uh, for the in your house. There's no house set at all, which is weird. But a um, couple of little. Um, promos you know austin gives a promo uh, about spinning conspiracies and held down for seven years and all this stuff and vader promo he just kind of snorts into their his camera uh taker says he's rediscovered his edge which is kind of cool he's i you know i've rediscovered my edge truer words have never been spoken yes i have rediscovered my edge not all of it but it's coming to me the force that dominated the world wrestling federation in the early 90s is not far away. This spells doom for one Vader, one Stone Cold Steve Austin, and yes, even the Hitman. There's nothing you can do about it, gentlemen, so accept it and hope that I spare your lives because the World Wrestling Federation title will be mine by hook or by crook. Get in my way and I will annihilate you. Again, that's just so cool because he's right. We talked about that. You guys that are listeners and loyal listeners, you can see he did dominate the early 90s. He may not have been at the top of the card, but he's almost always a, a featured spot. He hardly ever lost. Um, he was just Vince's go-to guy. And now you got all these other guys you know, rising up. And again, as you talked about, Vince is going to go back to him because he's never going to let him down yeah. uh, eventually. Um, but it's just really cool here because he says, you know, the guy that – a couple years ago, I was dominating. I'm back and uh, gonna he take also, everybody out of my way. He also turns the lights off backstage. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say another an ad- addition to his character. He he lowers his hands instead of raising them. He lowers them and the lights go out backstage, I, not in the arena. Yeah, <laughs> no. So he has a supernatural power to lower the lights backstage. So that's pretty cool. So um, anyway um. Oh, before this, China makes her debut at this pay-per-view as well. Yeah. China yeah. is uh, choking up Marlena, which is, again, pretty cool. This, again, in the history of the World Wrestling Federation here. So, um, you ready to get into the match here? Yeah, you know, it starts off, yeah. uh, one thing I noticed in there, uh, we, we get the, they show us the graphic with the Final Four rules on there, and 
just talk about attitude. Vader and Stone Cold both throw up double birds to each other. Maybe yeah, yeah. Off. Like, that is, you know, we're just, just so used to that uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. But, I mean, it's pretty pretty wild and crazy here to see that on there. And really, we're just used Jay- to Final Four matches in general. Yeah. Fatal Four-Way matches. But this was, again, this was one of the first of its kind. It may have been the first one that we've seen uh, in the WWF, so this was kind of mind blowing to see a match like this uh, changing up the format for what we're used to in the WWF. So very, very cool. Yeah, very neat. And again, those double birds. Uh, Jr. apologized. Like, I'm sorry, fans. Like right. this is that's like reprehensible. We, we apologize. You should not see that. But again, that would become to be a staple of of Re- Stone Cold's uh, repertoire. But it's kind of cool. But yeah, um, talking about having an attitude when Vader comes out, he kicks the ring steps over. Austin's out again, getting in Vader's face. They're flicking each other off. Undertaker's out next. JR is putting this over. This is listening and watching this show. This is probably one of my favorite JR comment, yes. like commentary jobs. It is so good. He's like, fans, I wish you all could be here. This atmosphere is so – he's just putting it over how important this match is because, again, now it's for the championship. It's The stakes have been raised. Again, it's the first that we know of, Fatal 4-Way or whatever – He's just really putting over. Uh, Brett has an interview backstage right before he comes out. Um, just kind of he, he puts over everybody though. He's like you know he, he he that's one of the things to be a if you if you put down your opponent then when you win you haven't beat anybody right that's the saying you know but right. like yeah. if yeah. you build your opponents up then when you beat them you've accomplished something he does that here he you know he says I've, I've faced these guys they're all great you know puts them over then he'll, he'll go on to win as we see but then he's beaten somebody he's beaten four guys you know which is pretty cool that's a smart babyface and heel tactic honestly so pretty cool like i wrote that down too later on in the match that jr and king are just on fire here man they are at their peak uh jr is just so into this match like he's calling it like this is the type of match he was made for Uh, yeah king are playing off each other great um so yeah i mean the match starts with uh, Undertaker and Vader pair off with each other and Austin Hart pair off with each other first, which makes sense. As they should, yeah. Those guys have had uh, the bigger feuds with each other. And Undertaker kind of dominates early, except he goes for the old school, which I thought was pretty silly in this match. (laughs) Over the top, uh, you get eliminated. (laughs) Exactly. He's able to pull it off and... He's confident in himself, man. He is confident (laughs) in himself. Which shows, because him and Vader go outside and uh, Taker boots a chair into (laughs) Vader's face which okay if you've never seen this match you might have seen vader's bloody eye and face before and it is one of the nastiest looking cuts uh pretty sure that's just a hard way cut from the chair and vader bleeds like a stuck pig in this match. it is disgusting his eye looks awful in there but it just adds to the flavor of this match too it It adds to the intensity of it and it ends up being really cool but man it looks nasty I can't believe you fought through it. And I said on our last episode, uh, well, a couple episodes ago, Royal Rumble 97, I think Vader deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and his performance in this match is enough to push him over the edge. I know his WWF career is kind of shaky. Uh, His WCW output and his Japanese output are enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. And as far as WWF goes, this match and his performance in it, it's Hall of Fame worthy. He is is the best Vader we've ever seen in the WWF. In the... You're right, man. Absolutely, he's he's awesome here. Again, that cut on his eyes, disgusting. Blood yeah. everywhere. It just gets, gets worse and worse as yeah. the, as the match goes on. It's so bad. There was um, actually a cover of the Raw magazine. You know, they had two magazines at this point. There's WWF magazine, and then there was Raw magazine. 
And Raw Magazine was supposed to be the edgier magazine that they were putting out, more adult magazine. And it had a black and white cover of just Vader's face from this match. And then there was red blood. uh, And it's just... Everything else was black and white on his face except the black oh, that's pretty cool. was red. Yeah. Uh, and I remember that uh, very vividly. So they, they made a big that's deal out cool. of this. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this match, it's a wild, crazy brawl game. We can't, we can't possibly do it justice to play-by-play play for everything. We'll just hit some hot spots here, though. Um, again, Vader's bleeding everywhere. They're back in the ring. Uh, he gets another choke slam from Undertaker, which is good. Um, Stone Cold hits like a – I think he was going for a neckbreaker, but it looks like a stunner. Yeah. Um, and he cover, and I think JR says, oh, he hits a modified stunner, cause he, which saves face <laughs> here because Undertaker kicks out of it, which right. at this point no one kicked out of the stunner. So um, that's pretty – I mean JR covered that before what happened happened, which is which was neat. He's just so smart what he, what he says and what he knows because he – you know, Austin didn't get all of it, I guess you could say, um, and Undertaker is able to kick out, which is pretty cool. Um, Vader and Brett are going at it outside with the chair. Um, this and then at this point, uh, Austin take her outside, and take, uh, Austin's going for a pile driver on the concrete on the ramp, and Undertaker flips him over his back. And yeah. watching Austin take that bump on the floor again, we talk about Mick Foley. Austin's taking this unprotected, you know, back bump on the concrete, and it's crazy, you know, to see him do that. Um, I just wrote here, Vader looks awful. It's just blood everywhere. He does, man, but he's fighting through it. Um, yeah. At one point, he pulls – he just drags Bret Hart out of the ring. And to yeah. me, it's like, it's like an animal going for a prey, like it's feeding time. Yeah. He's just ready to beat somebody else up. Jim Ross has it's one like, of my favorite lines. You know, we like to keep the show PG, but I'll just throw in the clip here. But Vader – Jim Ross says – Vader using that 450 pounds of mass. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Which this oh. man calls it girth, but Jim Ross just, yeah. you know, get rid of the analogy there. Just calling it what it is, man. Oh, man. I heard Ross-ism. that too. I was, yeah. That was great. <laughs> so I, what a, I had to say that. What a great Jim Rossism. Yeah, he's like he's like the bear from The Revenant attacking, uh, yes. attacking the, DiCaprio, analogy. you know? Yeah. He's just this bloody mess just going after him. It's just, yeah, it's great. They're working over each other. Um, I do uh, earlier in the match. Bret Hart's working over Taker's knee, just like he did at Royal Rumble last year. Pretty cool um, to see Taker sell. Taker sells that knee the rest of the match. The rest of the match it comes into play. Um, we see Austin and Vader hitting each other with the ring bell outside, hitting with the title. I think too. Didn't he win the title? Yeah, hits him with the title. Yeah. Um, Vader even gets a freaking sharpshooter on Bret Hart on the outside of the ring. He puts yeah. Bret Hart in his own sharpshooter, which is just. What the heck, man? At you that just go time, for it. Yeah, at that time, that was a big like deal, you know, putting somebody else in your in your finisher. Nowadays, it still kind of is, but um, it's not quite as. Uh, yeah. Back it, then, it was kind of new. You yeah. Know? Was, he, now he he has to try for quite a while. It was kinda, <laughs> he's they're kind of spinning around like a breakdance move for, at first, but uh, he eventually gets Bret Hart in the in the sharpshooter, which is pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, lots of brawling again outside. Uh, Austin goes up top, hits a clothesline from Undertaker, which mm-hmm. is neat to see. That was pretty cool. Um, and then Austin does a, th- a Thez press on Vader's eye, and he is just man, he's just pounding Vader in the oh face. Gosh, that bloody man. eye again. It seems real, man. It seems like a fight. These guys are. It seems like these guys actually hate each other, and they're they're all again. They're all have this attitude because they're all vying for the championship at this point. You know, they're all kind of cutting corners and. Uh, you know, brawling and not—it's not scientific wrestling match here, but it is awesome. This Attitude Era at its finest, you know, and it has this pre-Attitude Era technically, I guess. But um, um anyway, yeah. Um, 
Vader goes from moonsault and misses. It's just nonstop action, man. I don't even know where to, uh, yeah, what what all to throw in here. But it's just it's awesome. Um, uh, but eventually, uh, the first person eliminated is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. Bret Hart tosses him over the top rope. Uh, Austin unfairly won the Royal Rumble, and so now he's going to be the first one eliminated from this match, which takes us down to a yeah. triple threat uh, with Vader. And- uh, heart and Undertaker. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to say uh, no. And before Austin gets dumped, there are a few teases of people going over, yeah, just like in the sure. Royal Rumble. Which again, we mentioned that the Armageddon rules match had all these extra things, but there was not one like quote unquote false finish. It just right. the match ended. Well, here you've got these extra rules. They do have false finishes. They have this almost going over the top rope, skin the cat type moves. You know, Austin is typically the one doing it. He's typically getting thrown over and come rolling back again, but. Again, they do have these false finishes playing into the rules, which makes the crowd, you know, amped up and into it, which is neat. So then, when he finally does get tossed over, it, you know, it, it kind of puts an exclamation point on it. Oh man, those were the, there were those hope spots, those false finishes. Well, here's the real finish. You know, he gets dumped over. Before he gets dumped over, did you notice when Bret Hart goes to back suplex him, Austin does a backflip out of it? No, I didn't catch Seeing that. Stone, I don't think I saw it, that. You know, Austin's going for like a back. Or, or excuse me, Bret Hart's going for like a back suplex. As he lifts him up, Austin hits a backflip out of it. Which again, nice seeing him, seeing Austin do a backflip. Again, he's a different guy here, oh, man. Yeah. He's it's, before his neck injury. It's it's just a different guy. But yeah, he gets dumped out again, leaving us with a three way with the um, Vader and Undertaker and Bret Hart here. Um, again, no, the only parts of action that are maybe kind of slow is them selling it's not them waiting for the next spot you know laying on the outside it's them selling in the ring you know selling the exhaustion selling taker selling his knee you know that's been injured um yeah again, really cool really cool it stuff is, man. rest uh, rest in peace rest in peace chance about 10 people start chanting rest in peace at this point uh, just neat so well uh and paul bearer is out there with vader and he ends up hitting the undertaker with the urn on the outside yeah and uh he does get in his catchphrase. I'm Paul Bear, and you're not. He screams that out after he hits uh, Undertaker with the urn. So I still trying to get that awesome. over all these months yeah. later. It's great. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, the uh, camera misses that shot at first, and then you get a replay, and we get to see a good shot of him hitting uh, Paul Bear hitting Undertaker with it, which is yeah, pretty man. cool. Snow at this DQ? point, Vader rips his mask off. He's like, "Screw it! I just oh gosh, can't yeah. take it anymore." Takes his mask off, which just makes the blood even more prevalent because now it's the only red stuff on his face exactly. <laughs> not, not the mask um vader uh, goes up to the top yeah Bret Hart stops him and hits a true superplex yeah off the off the top both guys standing on the top rope on vader and i just like i literally like popped in the house when oh, did yeah. that. that was awesome it was insane and did you notice how like how close it was to Vader almost didn't make it. Yeah. He almost didn't rotate enough. I mean, he how bad could that have been? Oh, because yeah. I mean, Who broke his neck. He hits that, yeah, it was awful. Like how close they made it, but they made it, and it just looks so cool. Again, now we see that nowadays we see Braun Strowman and Big Show do that, or Brock Lesnar and big guys. Um, we kind of take it for granted, but this was a this was a huge spot in this awesome match. You know, the ring didn't break. No. <laughs> Bret Hart's too small for the ring to break, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it was really, really, really cool. So, um, sharpshooters on Vader at this point. Taker breaks it up. Austin Which comes so back stupid. out. Why did Undertaker yeah. break up the sharpshooter? Well, and they and they commented on that. You know, the commentary did. They're like, well, he, but but they 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 covered for it, just saying he's just so he just wants us all himself. He just wants to you yeah. know go at it. So they, again, they covered for him because they don't know why anybody looks stupid. They try. Um, 
Austin comes back out and beats up Bret Hart in the ring. Again, out kind of illegally, but it's no DQ, so it doesn't matter. Um, Vader goes up for a Vader bomb. Uh, again, the actual Vader bomb, not a power bomb. And Taker just kind of punches him. I, could you tell? Did he punch him in like the gonads? Oh, yeah, it was a nut shot, yeah. man. Yeah, okay. Eliminates him with a nut shot. <laughs> yeah, punches him in the beans, and he falls over the top rope. So he's eliminated. You know? Yep. So, we're so down now to- we're down to, to Bret and, uh, and Undertaker here, which yeah. is cool. And uh, Undertaker tries to take out Steve Austin. Again, this is building up Steve Austin's character. He's just reckless, yeah. lawless. He doesn't care. Doesn't obey the rules. He's going to do whatever he wants, so he keeps interfering. Uh, but Taker chokeslams him, or takes him out. He chokeslams Bret Hart. Huge pop. Huge pop at that chokeslam, man. Yeah. Uh, JR and King were popping in. Like, it's over. It's over. That's got to be it. But Stone Cold won't stay down, and he tries to... Uh, uh, Undertaker goes for the tombstone, and Undertaker, yeah. or Austin breaks that up and gets in the way yeah. of it. So Bret Hart then Bret go ahead. rolls Taker up for a two count, yep. and uh, Austin's back up on the apron. He's like a little cockroach; he just won't stop. Exactly. He just yeah. keeps coming back. Uh, he's up on the apron. So after the two count, Bret rolls Taker up for two count. Austin's on the apron. Uh, Taker knocks Austin off the apron, and then Brett comes behind him and dumps Undertaker over the top rope to win the WWF title at 24 minutes and five seconds. So no one took a pinfall, you know? Yeah. No one lost any heat taking a pinfall. They all got thrown over. In fact, Vader got a bean shot, you know, and then he got thrown over. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool, man. Really, really great match. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't think that about that so. aspect about protecting everybody without taking the pinfalls, but that's a that's a good point, man. Everybody still looks strong. I mean, everybody Tough. just looks strong coming out of that match. I mean, that match. Yeah. Three people lost technically, but all four guys look awesome coming out yeah. of it, and it's very hard fought, great battle, uh, great match, making everybody a star. Uh, Undertaker is pissed afterward and yeah. stalks Stone Cold out of the ring, so uh, they're teasing you know more tension between those two guys. Um, and then, as you mentioned, uh, Sid's going to get the title shot the next night, and the show ends with Sid coming out for a little stare down with Bret Hart uh, to tease their big matchup coming up on Raw the very next night. And that ends the Final Four pay-per-view, the Final Four match. Um, again, just such a stark contrast to nowadays, to the modern Fatal 4-Way type match. Um, incredible action. Incredible storytelling in here, and a, a must-watch, uh, in my opinion. Maybe the and, best match we've covered so far. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is this is one of the best matches we've covered. This is my favorite in your house match for sure that we've covered so far. And you know what? There wasn't one chant of "This is awesome" or "You deserve it." There was no "This is awesome." There's no "You deserve it." No. Um, it was awesome. Brett did deserve it since Sean wasn't going to job to him or whatever again, whatever it was. Um. It was awesome. None of that. The crowd was into it the whole time. Again, 24 minutes of constant, just, uh, I don't know. Just like, it's like, it's just constant action. You know, no, again, there are big spots. No table spots, you know. There's a table no. spot in every Fatal 4-Way now. It, it, all the action was contained, you know, it was in the ring or right around that ringside area. Um, just really great stuff, man. Really great stuff. So we want to hear your opinion of it. Do you agree with us? Uh uh, give us your feedback over on Talking Taker, at Talking Taker Twitter, at Talking Taker Instagram, Talking Taker Facebook page. Hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, all those places. Give us your feedback, your comments. Give us a rating on the show as well. Uh, we would love to hear from you, hear what you thought about this match. 
um, and just about the WWF in general. Uh, you know, all, everything that's going on here, uh, this craziness. We would also really love for you, if you're a supporter of Talking Taker, go check out our new store on tpublic.com. tpublic.com has our very first Talking Taker merch. That includes Talking Taker t-shirts, mugs, stickers, hoodies. You can even get a baby onesie over there. It's awesome. We have this new design with, you know, that uh, our catchphrase, take her easy, that Travis says at the end of every episode. Uh, we've got a new design over there exclusively on our Tee Public store. You can get a t-shirt to support the show, to support The Undertaker. I mean, at least show your fandom. You know, Undertaker's not getting any money off of this. I, I think he's okay. I think he's covered. But uh, it's something, uh, we got a little nod there to The Undertaker's history, to the history of the podcast. Uh, if this could be his possible last match coming up here, the end of his career at 2018. It's perfect shirt to wear for WrestleMania season uh, to celebrate what could be The Undertaker's last match and to celebrate and help advertise the podcast. Uh, you know, even if you just get a sticker, that does a little bit to help us out, to keep the show running, uh, to help us, you know, at least break even for doing this podcast. So we appreciate all your support. We're not going to be mad at you if you don't buy a t-shirt, but man, it would mean the world to us if you did. Go check them out. They're they're pretty cheap. You know, the, the price is not too bad on there and uh, we'll probably you know, be running some sales over there uh, eventually as well, going into WrestleMania season. So go check it out, tpublic.com, and just search for Talking Taker over there, or you can check out the links on all our social media profiles as well. So we're going to continue on through 1997. It's going to get really even more exciting next month, if you can believe it. Uh, we're going to cover on, uh, in two weeks' time, we're going to cover the uh, first ever Raw is War episode. We're going to cover... The build-up to WrestleMania 13 as The Undertaker uh, gets his WWF Championship match against Sid. How that comes together, their build-up, uh, and Undertaker's first-ever WrestleMania main event. We're excited yeah. to cover that. So just a little housekeeping note. that We're going to put that episode out the week of this year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 34. We're going to put it out on Friday, April the 6th. WrestleMania this year is on April 8th, so we're going to put our special WrestleMania episode out on uh, April the 6th, uh, which means that next week, uh, we just thought it'd be cool to, to time it with that. So next week, we're going to put in a very special bonus episode, if you will. Uh, we put a vote up on the Talking Taker Twitter about what type of bonus episode you might like to see us do. So we're actually going to throw out uh, something really cool. The Undertaker's first ever DVD or uh, Coliseum video. It's called He Buries Them Alive. So this is from 1995, I think is when it I think it's 95, out. yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, <clears throat> really neat. They put it out on DVD, uh, actually re-released it uh, uh, a while back. Uh, but you could probably find it on YouTube, find it in some other places. So we're going to cover that. Uh, I got a bit of a throwback uh, a couple years ago. It's got... Uh, a couple matches we've already covered, but it's also got some unique special matches on there. Some really funny yes. uh, moments on there. Matches with Jerry the King Lawler, Jim the Anvil Quang. Reinhardt, Quang. Uh, Isn't so, that Savio Vega? Yes, it is. Before hit Savio? Okay. So yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, just a little fun detour. Uh, talk about that aspect of The Undertaker. We can talk about Coliseum home videos and all that sort of stuff. So that'll be a little uh, little side um, sidetrack. Little... Yeah. 
detour. A little detour on our way to on the road to WrestleMania. Exactly. We'll take a little detour for a week. Exactly. And uh, then that way, again, it just it lines up so we could drop the uh, WrestleMania episode right before WrestleMania 34. We thought it'd be cool. Um, we hope you guys don't mind. If you hate it and you want us to only cover pay-per-view matches, then let us know, please. We like, we like your feedback. We want to give you what you want. We appreciate all our listeners out there. Please tell your friends. Pass it along. Our numbers have... Um, I think we lost some people in the transition to Podbean. We hope you you know find it, find us on all the available apps and stuff. We would like for you guys to spread the word. Again, follow us. We'll follow you back. And thank you to all our international listeners. We have a lot of folks listening from the UK, from Australia, That's from cool. South Africa, uh, other places. I apologize if I left your country out, but a lot of cool stuff. We really appreciate it. It's yes. an international incident here on Talking Taker. <laughs> we thank you so much. If you were here at UT uh, Chat on uh, Final Four, we want to hear from you. If you were there. If you saved your babysitting money for a whole year to go see this match, <laughs> please, by God, let us know. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. <laughs>